0: to you to make a video that I hoped I would never have to make. As any of you who know me, I don't make videos like this. Unfortunately, in today's day and age, there is a big problem in anti-Semitism, and I experienced it firsthand this morning.
1: That's the sound from a Facebook post published a few days ago by Sam Brody. The Toronto man recorded it from his home in the Young and Eglinton area on Wednesday, just hours after he was the victim of what he describes as a clear anti-Jewish and anti-Israel hate crime. The assault left him with a bruised shoulder, but emotionally he was also very shaken up after he was sworn at, taunted about Israel and Palestine, and then knocked into a fence by a stranger who he remembers was a large man wearing a cross. Brody is a modern Orthodox Jew. He wears a light blue knitted kippah. His Star of David necklace was showing outside of his clothes. Brody says it happened when he was out walking his cockapoo dog Oakley just before heading into work at Magan where he's a manager at the popular Toronto Kosher Butcher. Now his anxiety is high. He's missed a few days at work, and he's decided to be less visibly Jewish when he goes out.
0: My <laughs> Star of is now below my shirt. I'm pretty much always wearing a baseball cap. It's... I don't want to feel ashamed. Know, I'm a very proud Jew, and generally I will walk with my mother, but it's making me think about it.
1: I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, August 2nd, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Sam Brody's great-uncle was a decorated war hero from New Brunswick who fought for Canada in the Second World War, was wounded in Holland, and went back into action after he recovered and helped liberate Europe. His name was Samuel R. Brody, and his great-nephew is proud to bear his name. The 29-year-old manager at Magen Meats in Toronto never expected he would be on the front lines of this new battle against anti-Semitism. But he says he's ready to represent Jewish people by speaking out about what happened to him. Coming up, you'll hear directly from Sam Brody himself and why the normally shy man went public. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada. Nova Scotia is going to have a provincial election on August 17th. And the Atlantic Jewish Council has been meeting with the leaders of the three parties to put Jewish issues on their radar. The main asks are a commitment for Nova Scotia to adopt the IRA definition of anti-Semitism, the way Canada and several other provinces have already done. And they want them to add Holocaust education and anti-racism training to the provincial curriculum. They also want them to strengthen economic ties with Israel, including by going on a trade mission. If you were watching the Toronto Blue Jays baseball game on Friday, July 30th, you might have seen a Jewish man invited to throw out the first pitch. The team honored Jeffrey Friedman at their home opener ceremony, which marked the team's first game back in Canada in Toronto after COVID kept the team playing in the United States for 670 days. Jeffrey Friedman caught COVID in April of 2020. He had worked at a tile company in Toronto and was on a ventilator in the hospital's intensive care unit for 44 days. He remains afflicted by debilitating long-hauler COVID symptoms. While he was in a medically induced coma, doctors played the Blue Jays games in the background. Friedman is now on workers' compensation since he can't work. His wife's business is also shut down. But he recently won a big jackpot from the Jays Foundation – worth over $600,000 that'll help pay for his medical needs. (music) Toronto police have received Sam Brody's statement about the attack and the case is active and being investigated. Sam Brody joins me now from his office. So Sam, you've had a few days to process your experience. How are you feeling?
0: Um, I'm still shocked and shook up from what happened. Uh, Physically, I'm doing okay, but mentally it's been a... It's been a struggle, um, you know, the idea of having to look over my shoulder now when I go out of my house is not a good thing or fun for anyone. So it's, uh, it's been, been a struggle since then, but the support from the community has been fantastic. So it's great in that regard.
1: Well, let's talk a bit about what, what have people been saying, the reaction to your video?
0: So uh, I've had a lot of response from actually all over the world with it at this point um i've had people reach from israel from india from england the u.s reach out to me like hey thanking me for taking my time to talk about this subject and share my experience because there are a lot of people out there who don't necessarily want to um but i felt it was important to get my story across um thank god i haven't experienced any negative from this at all nobody's come out and said anything negative or whatever you know so I can only say good things from the support I've gotten from people around the world. It's, uh, it's beautiful to see how our community comes together and people from different walks of life who have also reached out to me talking about how this is horrible what I've experienced and that nobody should have to live looking over their shoulder in fear just because of who they are. Jamie Gutfront from
1: CP24 said, we are all Sam Brody. He's a Jewish television personality in Toronto, in case our listeners don't know. Um, How did that make you feel when you saw that?
0: Um, Well, to be honest, I'm a pretty uh, not in the public eye sort of person. I'm a pretty big introvert. Um, So this is all very new to me and kind of freaky and scary and exciting in its own way. But to be like uh, all that, like I'm representing, let's say, everyone here in the city as a Jew or across the world as a Jew, like, it's an honor it's really just an honor to be able to carry that um title i guess um you know i didn't intend to be this person or you know be making this statement but i'm happy to be the one to go out there and do it
1: tell us where you were going is it your usual route uh what was you know what, so, were, what was the story
0: absolutely um so i was about to walk my dog we were walking out of my house taking our usual morning stroll to go to the bathroom etc before I head to work and um, as I'm walking down my block where I live um, towards the end of the street um, I was looking down seeing what he was doing and then I start walking I see a gentleman coming towards me from the end of the street um, a large gentleman six foot 200 pounds like a big guy big solid guy and we're uh, as I'm walking towards him and he's walking towards me just as he passes me he, body checks me into the wooden fence that my dog and I are walking past and he, I not get knocked to the ground and he yells like at me f you you Jew! you will never take Israel free Palestine um at which when I'm on the ground I'm not going to say anything or whatever because like I don't know if he's carrying something else or since I'm already on the ground he could kick me or something like that so I kind of just Hold my dog and kind of crouched to the side and he kind of jogs off the middle of the street and I kind of race around the corner away from him. And, um, that was kind of the end of the interaction. And then I kind of took it really slow going home because I didn't want to run into him around the other side of the block or whatever. So, and then about, and then I called the police about a half hour later, their non-emergency line, um, to, report what happened but it's it was just so out of the blue and just and to like for someone just to assault someone like I've had people throw like verbal hate at me before um plenty of times in the city unfortunately I've probably had close to 20 incidents of anti-Semitic verbal attacks in my lifetime um but this is like the first true physical assault I've ever had it it shakes your idea of what it means to live in the city.
1: And so you, you weren't injured yourself personally. Like my shoulder
0: is still sore and stuff. And, um, like, it's not like broken or anything like, like any long-term sort of thing, but I'm still in pain, but it's mostly the shock. And it's just that it seems to be so okay at this point that people are just willing to do this sort of thing.
1: You were mentioning that, you know, you were really shook up. Did you miss work for a couple of days or have you changed any of your plans or any of your behavior because of being reluctant to be out?
0: Yeah. So uh, I missed uh, like a couple of days of work, just a, from the stress of it and, you know, dealing with police and different community outreach groups and stuff like that. Um, It's been tough. Even when I'm at work, like. constantly thinking about it and stuff like that i do work a second job where i sell life insurance and like i haven't been able to do that really at all like my wife and i wanted we're planning on wednesday to buy tickets for tonight's like home like the opener we really wanted to go we love the days and we'd love to go to these sort of things and like we thought it'd be really cool to be at the first game you know after they haven't been here for two years but ever since this thing happened i just don't feel safe have you
1: removed your mezuzah? Taken off your star of David? Not wearing. Uh, no. My what? star of David is now
0: below my shirt. I'm pretty much always wearing a baseball cap. It's it's different. Like I don't I don't want to feel ashamed. I'm a very proud Jew, and generally I will walk with my machinot. But it's making me think about it. I like I know a plenty of people who tell their kids not to wear their like camp shirts on the bus and wear kippot and and necklaces and stuff like that like i know people said like telling people not to wear the uj walk for israel shirts and stuff like that it's it's scary it's sad like we're we're telling our children not to dress certain not to dress jewish it's crazy like when was the last time it was like this you know 70 80 years ago we have to go back and unfortunately it's just not a subject that gets covered by mainstream media all that often uh like we don't really get seen as a minority like pretty much any other minority group gets recognized so is
1: there Mm -hmm. anything you want our listeners to understand that we haven't covered i just
0: like i want people to understand that it's it's no longer a time to stay quiet on these sort of things if you have an experience report it tell someone if we keep not reporting these things or not making as big a deal as we should as let's say other groups do out of when they're attacked then why should other people stop to listen to us or take the time to notice? It's, if we're not telling our story, um, nobody's there to listen. So it's our, it's our responsibility first to go out and tell our story.
1: The owner of Mug & Meats told me they've already got cameras and 24-hour security in place at the company's retail store and at their factory. But coincidentally, on the weekend, they decided to upgrade their security systems because it's better to be safe. B'nai B'rith is calling Brody's case another example of Jew hatred that's now being disguised as hatred of Israel. And they're urging anyone who witnesses anti Semitic violence, vandalism, or harassment to send pictures, videos, and other information to report an incident at b'naib'rith.ca. that's what jewish canada sounds like for this episode of the cjn daily sponsored by metropia integrity community quality and customer care today's listener shout out goes to longtime listeners gail and alf quinter of toronto and we'll end this episode with a taste of what's coming up on tomorrow's episode take a trip through israel via edmonton Wealthy Alberta capital's Jewish communities hoping to build bridges and understanding through the Israel pavilion that had just opened at the city's annual Heritage Festival. How to educate tens of thousands of visitors with a little falafel, some Israeli-style limonada drink, and some lively Israeli dancing. You know, crises in Israel come and go, but we have always participated in Heritage Days, and we feel it's important to do so because we are the ambassadors of Israel to Edmonton, This is our biggest outreach uh, program of the year. And now more than ever, we need to clear up misunderstandings about Israel and just ensure that people see the beauty and the joy of the country.